Welcome to another episode of Bit Party Goes to the Movies. This is a Bit Party short where we watch some more modern movies that are out in theaters now and um, say what we thought about them, maybe explore them for future Bit Party episodes. I'm your host, Brendan Cotta. And I'm your host, Jared Cotta. And this week we watched not just a great contemporary film, but an Academy Award nominated multiple times over. Six times over. Six time Academy Award nominated Black Klansman, directed by Spike Lee. We need an undying love for black people wherever we may be. All power to all the people. All power to all the people. Before we before we jump into sort of what's going on in this film and and some of the the points that we wanted to make, I, we wanted to list all of the nominations uh, that this movie received for Academy Awards, and I'm not going to have enough time to edit this prior to the award ceremony. So if it wins big, that's fantastic because it's really a great film. Yep. But it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Score, Best Film Adaptation. Best Film Editing, and Best Supporting Actor for Adam Driver. He was really good in this movie. I thought that all of the yeah, actors he... were, were really fantastic. And, uh, oh, yeah. Of course, Adam Driver stood out, mm-hmm. um, and so did uh, John David Washington, Denzel Washington's uh, son. I was blown away when you told me that. I honestly didn't know. It, it's pretty cool because John David Washington, his first film, do you know what it was? No, what was it? His first film was Malcolm X, another Spike Lee film where he played a young school kid in Harlem, and we all know, of course, that his dad played Malcolm X. Wow. So that must have been a cool experience. Yeah, definitely. And what's really fascinating about this film, outside of how how well it was acted and directed, obviously, was is that it's a true story. Yeah. It's a true story about a, a black police officer that is undercover that infiltrates the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. And that, that's yeah. like absolutely incredible. It must have been a very challenging role for some of these actors that are not intense racists. Yeah. To yeah. say to say these horrible things and to 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 use among other words the the N-word yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. And hard for Spike Lee and the other writers to write, like having to write intense hate speech, believably, for their clan member like actors. That's true. I, I suppose there's no better person to write what you would not want to hear than the person that you, as the person that doesn't want to hear it. But yeah. but I agree with you. It, it probably is very painful to write something like that. I know it would be for me if I was writing a film about Nazis. Yeah, yeah. You you go into this film and and you have to. Maybe this was only me, but but you have to be able to get over that like first hump of watching like these white actors speak so poorly about other races, mm-hmm. and, and it's a little uncomfortable at first, which I think is to the credit of Spike Lee. Definitely, yeah. Now what I think? You think? Oh yeah, I think. What do you think about this Holocaust stuff? Never happened. That's the biggest Jewish conspiracy ever. And I, I wouldn't feel comfortable making jokes about this film, but I read that one of the prerequisites for Spike Lee directing this was that he was going to be able to put in some comic relief. Like, he didn't want to make a film that was, I think, so heavy that it was, like, almost depressing. Yeah. Uh, so one of his uh, requirements with Jordan Peele, who pitched him the movie originally, was that I have to be able to, like, add this comedic relief at some point. 
So to that to that effect, I think that we were all probably waiting for Quentin Tarantino to make a cameo. <laughs> because we all we all know that Quentin Tarantino can't get off unless he says the end. <laughs> Did you notice a sign on the front of my house that said dead storage? Jimmy, you know I ain't seen no shit. Did you notice a sign in the front of my house that said dead storage? No. I feel like he made a really good choice with Adam Driver mm-hmm. because he was able to say these horrible things, but his whole thing is that he's very even keel, monotone. So it almost came across when he was undercover as natural. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that Topher Grace's portrayal of David Duke was uh, was very interesting, and, and that I've never seen somebody portrayed that is still alive. Essentially. Yeah, that was interesting. Like, not necessarily that he was defamed, because it's really just. A basic character yeah and uh, some of the things that you've been saying is that Spike Lee did an excellent job at developing the characters of the clan mm-hmm. almost as much as he developed flip played by Adam Driver and Ron Stallworth yeah I actually thought that was one of the really strong parts of this movie was that he gave he gave a lot of screen time and personality to the individual members of the KKK and I feel like we've seen in movies with other easy target villains mm-hmm. which I love don't get me wrong but like in, in movies about the Holocaust, there's um, maybe one or two characters that have like these real personalities, and the rest are villains, like stormtroopers, like in mm-hmm. Star Wars. In this, there's no outright like mustache-twisting villain. They're all just people who feel very comfortable in these places where they meet as the KKK mm-hmm. to say horrible, horrific things and still have like a personality. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, and I was really surprised that they had David Duke like so prominently featured. Yeah, what I what I really think is is interesting is that David Duke watched this movie, uh-huh. and he actually reached out to the real Ron Stallworth. For those of you who don't know, this is Grand Wizard of the KKK, David Duke. <laughs> yeah, former previous Grand Wizard of the of the KKK. Horrible David racist. Duke. Yeah, he's a terrible racist. He reached out to Ron Stallworth, the main character of this film, the real the real Ron Stallworth that wrote the book, and he actually warned him that they had done such a poor job at portraying him and they made a mockery of him. Yeah. Yeah, that and was... he, during the conversation, he was like, you know, I used to really respect Spike Lee. It's kind of like, did you? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, exactly. David Duke, what movie did you like of Spike Lee's? <laughs> it's Ron Stallworth, you racist, peckerwood, redneck, inch, worm, needle, dick, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll be here all week. <laughs> Well, I think that it, we don't want to give away too much of what happens in this film. We highly recommend you see it. It's oh, yeah. a film that I think will be looked back at in many like cinema f- classes and many film classes as a depiction of a historical event that is relevant in the modern day. I agree. Hopefully it will get less relevant. But... <laughs> but um, I want to I want to get now into the, your rating, Bren. What what was the rating that you had for this film? I'm gonna say a seven point five. Mm-hmm. I feel like emotionally, as fantastic as it was and as well directed as it was, as a movie, it struck me a little bit less than other ones we've seen, like Spider Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I loved the message and the fact that I think Spike Lee got his message across really effectively, I'm not gonna I, I'm gonna try and not let that, you know cloud too much how I saw it as just a cinematic work of art mm-hmm. so not not far below like I still thought it was an excellent movie I'm going to say 7.5 mm-hmm. 
when we walk when we were walking out of the theater, Bren, you brought something up that I thought was uh, an um, incredible point. In that Spike Lee, he does a really excellent job at juxtaposing the two groups, the Black Student Union and the the KKK, and he goes back and forth in the film between lines like you have to arm yourself, you have to arm yourself, you have to prepare for conflict, prepare for conflict. They they have rallies, but the brilliant thing that he does is that although he's showing these similarities he is also depicting very clearly that one is more radical than the other one is a real radical violent threat mm-hmm. versus the other one that is trying to champion civil liberties and the fact that people can try to make them seem so similar the the way that that they often do when there's a, a group protesting yeah um but but what is a real threat yeah, and, and that was yeah. something that is subtly done in this film, but that you picked on really picked up on very well, and and I thought was really interesting. Definitely, I to that point give this film an eight, and nice. I, I think I actually liked it a little bit more than Bohemian Rhapsody, even though I graded them very similarly. Mm-hmm. If that's supposed to be like some our our first film was like a measure, yeah, that's kind of how I'm how I'm going. Based I'm, on. I'm I'm throwing that out because now we've done a few. What what stood out to me personally was uh, Adam Driver's depiction of a Jewish police officer infiltrating the KKK as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, yeah, and, and so Flip Zimmerman is the character that he plays. Mm-hmm. And, and what really sold this film to me was the line that he delivers when he's speaking about how he never thought twice about being Jewish until he was confronted with this group of radicals. And they're talking about how much they hate Jews and they want to kill them and want them out of the country. And all of a sudden, that drives Flip Zimmerman to feel closer to Judaism. And I felt like that is similar to my story in that when I went to college, was it was the first time that I encountered real anti-Semitism. And some yeah. of it was in in like my day-to-day life, and, and other times it was in images of, of uh, Nazi um, symbols or... Just like being graffitied around. Graffitied around, or if it was the Star of David being crossed out. And because you encounter that hate, I think it drives you closer to the group that the hate is directed at. So him coming to that conclusion is very Mm -hmm. similar to the one that that I felt after college and that has made me more Jewish, if that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and so for that reason, that that feeling that that gave me, I, I mean, it really boosted this film up for me and of course you know a lot of the message and messages are really important as you said yeah for me it's a job it's not personal nor should it be why haven't you bought into this why should i because you're jewish brother the so-called chosen people you've been passing for a wasp white anglo-saxon protestant cherry pie hot dog white boy well that is all very serious but we are uh we are the bit party podcast and we have to pitch the next film using a bit part <laughs> character. And I think that there were so many great characters in this film, it's not going to be so hard. Brendan, who is your bit part character and what is the movie that they're going to be in next? My bit part character is the character of Jimmy Creek, who plays a friend of Adam Driver's on the police force who also works in undercover intelligence. And he's played by Michael Joseph Buscemi, who's doing his best impression of his brother Steve Buscemi playing any given role. (laughs) Because he's just like this weird kind of needly guy with a high-pitched voice, and 
if you look at him in this movie, you'll be 100% convinced that it's Steve Buscemi. So obviously I was drawn to him. Fantastic. And yeah. what's, what's the film that he's going to be in? I think the film that he would be in, I would love to see his story coming up as an undercover intelligence cop. Because we saw Ron Stallworth's. It was amazing. It was an incredible story. I would love to see any situation in which <laughs> Michael Joseph Buscemi can blend into a crowd. Could <laughs> be the it, worst undercover cop. I feel like it'd be like that scene in 30 Rock where Steve Buscemi walks up with the skateboard and is like, How do you do, fellow youth? You're talking about drugs? <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so uh, his own kind of like 21 Jump Street uh, show or movie. Awesome. What would yours be? I would probably choose Patrice Dumas, who was played by Laura Harrier. She is Ron Stallworth's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she was she, great. She was awesome, and she's the president of the Black Students' Union. And I think that my film for her would be her continued crusade onto D.C., Really fighting the man and and uh, and you know making changes in Washington and eventually becoming maybe a, a politician. Oh, I really like that. We could collaborate with Spike Lee again on that one. Absolutely, I think yeah. I think Spike Lee would be interested in directing that. Love yeah. to make Truly. a movie like Truly. movie idea for Spike Lee. Oh man, that would be a great honor. Yeah, that'd be incredible. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, this yeah. this was a really cool film. There was one last cameo that I really need to bring up <laughs> before we let. Let the audience go, and and if this doesn't sell you on seeing Black Klansman, <laughs> you're absolutely unsalvageable. <laughs> the greatest cameo in this film is a civil rights speaker that comes to the Black Students Union event, mm-hmm. and he speaks about a very serious uh, hate crime that happened that he witnessed. Yeah. That actor is none other than Harry Belafonte, (laughs) the very famous Calypso musical artist. The guy saying Deo? Yeah, the the guy who's saying Banana Boat Deo (laughs) and Jump in the Line and has been featured prominently in Beetlejuice. (laughs) Spike Lee threw that cameo and was like, this is for all you Burton heads out there. Exactly. I thought that that might be the only thing that Tim Burton and Spike Lee have in common. <laughs> but um, it was it was awesome to see him. I, I didn't figure it out until after that, that was Harry Belafonte, and I'm yeah. so so eager to watch it again and see his role. I mean, he I Definitely. think he did a great job in that oh, yeah. role. And it's worth saying that that he's also an activist. Yes, like, he's that a is strong true. activist. But it's funny seeing like Harry Belafonte. Where do I know the name Harry Belafonte? <laughs> so great. <laughs> well, like I said, if that doesn't sell you on seeing Black Klansmen, then maybe nothing will. But yep. it's a it's a really important, really awesome film by Spike Lee. Go check out Black Klansmen in theaters now. Jimmy, you too. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. That's right. There it is. I believed you.